Hey everybody, welcome into this week's episode of Five for Fighting on the Huddle Up Podcast feed. It is me, it's me, it's Mikey B, uh, back for another week of hockey talk. Um, waited a little bit to, to drop this one. I know I dropped last week's episode, uh, like last Tuesday-ish. Uh, that was the recap of the All-Star Game festivities down from Sunrise, Florida. Um, I wanted to put this episode out a couple days ago, but then... Uh, things kind of went a little left uh, unexpectedly, um, and I thought I'd wait to see what happened uh, before I put out an episode. Um, and obviously, uh, as a Washington Capital fan, the news I'm referring to is the fact that Alexander Ovechkin uh, on Tuesday afternoon we came out that he was taking a hiatus from the Capitals organization for the foreseeable future. Um, which was uh, due to a, um, basically it was announced as a, a definite leave to attend to a family matter and a, a health of a loved one. Um, obviously, I saw the information, uh, was going to send it to Jim a couple minutes later. Uh, Big Jim of Huddle Up Incorporated actually sent it to me. Um, and that's kind of when the speculation began. Um, both of us obviously thought that it had to be one of his parents for him to take uh, the leave and, and it was announced that he was going back over to Russia to deal with the situation. And then uh, Wednesday morning, the unfortunate news broke. Uh, and that was Alexander Ovechkin's father, uh, Mikhail, uh, had passed away at the age of 71. Um, Ovechkin said this on Instagram, quote, Today I lost my father. I thank everyone for the support. But please be understanding and do not disturb my family in this difficult time for us. Thank you. Um very heartbreaking news um, from any standpoint. Um, but, you know, a guy like Alexander Ovechkin, the heart and soul of Washington Capital Organization, um, a guy who's within under 85 goals from Wayne Gretzky's all-time goal streak, um, this this is a blow. Um, it's a blow to the entire Capitals organization. Um, I know a couple of the guys have come out and talked. Uh, we'll talk about what they've said here in a few minutes. Um, you know, but it, this is a big blow to the Ovechkin family. Uh, this is a big blow to the Washington Capitals organization if you're talking from a hockey perspective. Um, because I don't know that there's a time frame that Alex makes a return. I don't know if this is Alex is done for a bit. Um, obviously, he's going to have to handle the matters uh, in in Russia with uh, the potential um, burial of his father. And obviously, from a hockey perspective, you know, we, we hope that Alex comes back sooner rather than later. But from a personal and person-to-person standpoint, um, we can only imagine the grief and pain that Alex is going through at this time, um, you know, all of us that wear red, white, and blue, or, you know, sometimes the black and navy of the, uh, the alternate, um, you know, we send all of our love, uh, to Alex, his family, um, and everybody that's going to go through this pain. Um, because it's a pain that I don't think anyone can really put a finger on. Um, it sucks. I don't think there's really any other way to put it. it. It's, it's a really sucky turn of events. Um, I just hope that for Alex's sake, you know, he, he got to be there 
prior to the end. So to, I, I mean, obviously, I know that he didn't get out of D.C. for a while, but I hope he made it um, so he could say his final goodbyes in person and, and things like that that nobody really wants to think about but are things that you kind of have to think about in these in, in these sad and, and unfortunate times. Um, I look at it also, you know, it's one of these where there, there's – there's a lot more questions than answers. Obviously, I don't expect Alex back, you know, soon. I, I would expect that this is probably a thing where he's out for the rest of February. You know, you might get him back in March, you know, if you're lucky for, for, for a run to maybe try to, to, to get back into a playoff spot. You know, currently sit as the number one wild card in the in the Eastern. But I don't, none of that really matters at least not to capital fans, um, you know, myself included. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from a standpoint where I have to do this show, but then I have to, to also, you know, peel the layer back and know that I am a, a Washington Capital fan. You know, obviously I don't, I don't want Alex to rush through this. I don't want Alex to do anything, um, you know, quicker than he feels comfortable. You know, obviously Alex has gone through the loss of his brother, and there was a lot of talk when he lost his brother that, you know, he's that he plays for his brother and that, that he plays as hard as he does because he's not only playing for himself, but he's playing for his brother. You know, I, I kind of, you know, I, I hope that Alex kind of takes that mentality when he comes back and honors his father. Um, but the Capitals organization um, is definitely uh, on a whole is definitely hurting um, this week with the with like I said with the unfortunate passing of Alex's father the Capitals said this quote the Washington Capitals organization is saddened to hear of the passing of our captain Alexander Ovechkin's father Mr. Mikhail Ovechkin Mr. Ovechkin was a true gentleman and was such a significant and consistent presence at Capitals games and practices with a constant smile on his face he loved interacting with our fans and expressing the gratitude for their support of his son, of whom he is incredibly proud of. Our organization thoughts are with Ovechkin and his family at this so difficult time. Capital Center Nicholas Backstrom said, quote, the, the one thing I will always remember is that he was always happy. He would always be smiling. We both didn't speak English in the beginning, but we could understand each other with our hands. As I said, he was part of the beginning when Alex got here. He was always in the locker room. He was always hanging out. He was one of the guys. He loved that, I think. So to get hit by this sad news is obviously really tough. I feel for his whole family. I can only imagine what they're going through. Um, Mr. Ovechkin played soccer professionally before an injury cut his career short. Um, he had a big impact on Alex's professional hockey career along with Ovechkin's mother, who was a two-time Olympic gold medalist for the Soviet Union women's basketball. Um, you know, they helped spark Alex's love for hockey uh, from a young age. Uh, Alex said this back in 2008, quote, my father, I remember he would go on some trips and bring me back some goalie helmets. I didn't know what it was except for it was something about hockey. And when I was a little kid, everything was about hockey, hockey, hockey. Um, obviously, the 2004 number one overall selection, Alexander Ovechkin settles into an 18-year career all of which in the nation's capital with the Washington Capitals sitting at 812. He's approximately 70. Nope, my math's not right. 82 goals behind Wayne Gretzky. Um, his parents watched on television in Russia when Alex reached the 800 goal mark with the hat trick against Chicago on December 13th. 
And then we were watching uh, 10 days later when he passed Gordie Howe for second place all time, getting to 8.02. Early in Alex's career, his father often traveled from Russia to see his son play and shared some of the biggest moments of his life. Even after having heart surgery for a condition back in February of 2014, he was with Alex in L.A. when he was named among the NHL's 100 greatest players in 2017, but was unable to travel to see the Capitals win the Stanley Cup in 2018, where Alex won the Conn Smite. When Alex brought the Stanley Cup back to Russia that summer, he lifted it over his head alongside his father at the training facility at Dynamo Moscow, where Alex played in the youth and began his professional career. His father said, quote, I can't even put it into words, said through a translator after lifting and kissing the Stanley Cup. 13 years we worked towards this goal. Finally to win the Stanley Cup, it was huge happiness. Huge, huge happiness. Alex called it a dream come true when he signed a one-game contract with FC Dynamo Moscow, his father's old soccer team in the Russia Premier League, and scored a goal in a friendly against FC Amkel in Moscow in June of 2022 uh, with his father in attendance. Alex said this, my father was a professional soccer player and he got hurt, so it was fun to be out there. He was there too. He was watching, and it was a great night. Um, All of us here at Five for Fighting, all of us, at Huddle Up Incorporated, uh, send our thoughts and prayers and condolences to the Ovechkin family as they go through this incredibly rough time. Um, you know, to speak a little bit now as a Washington Capitol fan, um, you know, Alex, you'll probably never hear this, and that's okay, but I got to say this to get this off my chest. You know, we love you. We want you to come back as soon as you're ready. Uh, your father's legacy will always be remembered by all of us that wear the red, white, and blue. Um, and stand alongside of you in our nation's capital. Um, Mikhail Ovechkin, uh, thank you for, you know, building your son into one of, if not the greatest hockey player that I've ever had the ability to watch. It's been an honor. It's been a privilege. And we'll continue to take care of him. Um, Much love from the nation's capital. Much love from everybody in red, white, and blue. Um, Again, thoughts and prayers to everybody going through it at this time. We'll try to transition to something a little bit. I don't know. I don't know that that there's something to really transition that makes this quote easier. Uh, but we'll, let's talk something fun here. We got four more topics. I brought the mood down already uh, with the sadness. Let's talk about a positive, and that is that former Carolina goalie who helped them win a Stanley Cup in 2006, Cam Ward, officially honored as the first member of the Carolina Hurricanes uh, Hall of Fame. Ward, who played 13 seasons for Carolina, was inducted in the newly established Hurricanes Hall of Fame before their game against the Montreal Canadiens earlier tonight, that is Thursday night, at PNC Arena. As a rookie goalie, Ward won the Conn Smite as the most valuable player of the Stanley Cup playoffs, leading the Hurricanes to a Game 7 win over his hometown Edmonton Oilers in the 06 Stanley Cup Finals. Ward recalled going to Carolina with, quote, baby cheeks and frosted tip pair after being selected in the first round. 25th overall of the 0-2 draft, wondering how he would survive an outdoor conditioning drill in the summer heat. But as a rookie four years later replacing, replaced, excuse me, the 22-year-old replaced Martin Gobert in game two of the Eastern Conference Finals and finished with a record of 15-8 and eight with a 2.14 goals against average and a 9.20 save percentage, saying, I can still remember exactly where I was on ice when Joe Van Schick passed me the Stanley Cup and hoisted it up high. Ward became the Carolina starter in 2006-2007, a 
winning 30, 37, and 39 games over the next three seasons to help the Hurricanes reach this, the Eastern Conference Finals in 2009. There was some great mem- there were some great moments and not so great moments in my time in Carolina. But the one thing that stayed clear throughout it all, throughout it all was that my love for this organization, the city, and this fan base, Ward said a sold-out crowd, is why my family and I call this place home. Uh, Rod Brandebor, the current Carolina Hurricanes head coach and captain of the 06 team, celebrated Ward as one of the top players in the team's 25 years history, saying, quote, you can't have a Hall of Fame until you have some history. You've got to earn it. When you think about Hurricanes history, you can't not think of Cam Ward. He was our goalie that helped us win the Stanley Cup. He's a great representative of our organization, and we've had good times and bad times, but he did it right, and I couldn't be happier for Cam. Ward, who played 701 regular season games, 29th in NHL history, played his final season in 2018-2019 as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. He finished his NHL career with a 334-256-88 and 88 record, a 2.74 goals against average, and an 809 save percentage with 27 shutouts. Um, there was a custom helmet, which you can find over at the Carolina Hurricanes Twitter page, that was given to Cam Ward. And I will say this, it is one of the sickest helmets I've seen um, in quite some time. So congratulations to Cam Ward, the first member of the Carolina Hurricanes Hall of Fame. As we move closer to the trade deadline, and that is something that is coming right around the corner, March 3rd is the is the deadline this year. Uh, Ottawa has come out and said that Alex DeBrincat will not be traded ahead of the deadline, according to GM Pierre Duran said on Thursday. Alex is not being traded, no chance. We'll see what happens before the end of the season, and if we are able to sign him a contract with him before then, but he will not be moved at the deadline. The 25-year-old forward is in the final year of a three-year $19.2 million contract that he signed with uh, Chicago Blackhawks on October 3rd of 2019 and can become a restricted free agent at the end of the season. The Senators acquired Alex in a trade with the Blackhawks on July 7th for a first and second round pick in the 2022 draft and a third round pick in 2024. Uh, Alex has 44 points in 53 games for Ottawa. Uh, For his part, he has said that he's avoiding any distractions heading into the deadline saying this. Quote, I think it's a pretty stressful time for a lot of guys in the league. You try to block it out, but sometimes it's a little hard. It's good that I'm here. Just keep getting comfortable here and just playing my game. Uh, so we'll see exactly where that stands uh, coming out of here. The Senators currently sit at 26-24-3 and and are 6-1-0 and in their last seven games, but they are seven points behind the Washington Capitals for the second wild card into the Eastern Conference playoffs. Uh, Rod Brindamore. Um, hockey in Carolina wouldn't have worked without him. According to their owner, Rod Brennamore arrived in Raleigh, North Carolina from Philadelphia 23 years ago, just in time for a blizzard to drop two feet of snow on the triangle. He played his first home game in front of fewer than 9,000 fans. The front desk clerk at the hotel he stayed at didn't even know that the Carolina Hurricanes were a thing. Um, yeah. Brendan Moore said, quote, right away, I knew this was going to be different. Uh, Brendan Moore didn't know what he knows with absolute certainty now, and that's that Raleigh, North Carolina, has become a hockey hotbed. Uh, The former uh, Stanley Cup winning captain and current coach 
says that he hopes to bring another trophy back to Raleigh in June. Uh, It's not even close to the most important transaction in Hurricanes history was trading for Rod Brendamore, says longtime Hurricanes broadcaster Trip Tracy. It led to a Stanley Cup as a player. It led to a relevancy in what he's done as a coach. Just sheer numbers and accomplishments. But that only be that only begins to tell the tale. Um, basically, Rod Brendamore, without him, hockey in, in Carolina would be non-existent. And it wouldn't be leading to what's coming up this coming Saturday. Uh, it is the 2023 Navy Federal Credit Union Stadium Series game at Carter-Finley Stadium, home of the NC State Wolfpack, where the Carolina Hurricanes will play the now Alexander Ovechkinless Washington Capitals. You can see that game at 8 o'clock Eastern on ESPN Plus, ABC, Sportsnet 360, TVS, TVAS2, and SN Now. Uh, first appearance in the outdoor game uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes. It'll also be Rod Brendamore's first time attending one in any sort of fashion. Um I'm excited for this game. Obviously, I wish that it was a little different uh, with Alex kind of being there, but I'm excited to watch this one. I love the jerseys for this game. Uh, Rod Brendamore uh, is going to be a guy who's going to help the uh, the Carolina organization more and more. Um, yeah, I-, I can't say enough positive things about Rod. I know sometimes he can kind of come up as a dick. Let's be real. I think there's a lot of guys in the National Hockey League that can. Um but it's exciting to see somebody of his, you know, he was traded to, to Carolina. He basically put Carolina on his back and he's still there now. He still has them on the, on his back. So it, it's fun to see, you know, the, 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 how far Rod Brendamore has come, not just Rod Brendamore, the player, but Rod Brendamore, the coach and the, the organization builder. Our final topic uh, on tonight's show we are in connor bedard watch officially um yeah here's a look at his season through february 13th uh in the whl rankings um he has played 39 games he has 48 goals first in in the in the league 48 assists tied for third 96 total points first in the league 2.46 2.46 points per game in a minimum of 10 games played. He's first. Uh, eight game-winning goals. He's second. Power play goals, 34. He's first. Shorthanded goals, he has four. He is tied for fourth. Uh, 255 shots. He leads the way. Plus-minus rating of plus 32. He's tied for 11th. 44 penalty minutes. 52.1 face-off win percentage. And he has uh, some games coming up this weekend against Prince Albert, Winnipeg, Lethbridge, and Medicine Hat. Um, yeah, this guy's going to be good. Um, and whoever gets him is going to be super lucky to get him. Um, I can't say like that this guy's like second coming of, you know, Martin St. Louis or something like that. But yeah, he's going to be really, really good. The 17 year old is the number one on the NHL central scouting midterm ranking of North American skaters presented by BioSteel. was granted, was granted exceptional status to play in the WHL as a 15 year old. Each Wednesday, NHL.com will have an update on Bedard's uh, stats leading up to the draft. So I'm going to make this a thing where we talk more and more about Connor Bedard as we get as we get going. Um, currently in Regina, held its second team signing event of the season. Uh, the scheduled two-hour session lasted much longer for their star player and captain. 
Uh, Bernard said it was fun, obviously a lot of signatures, but it was good to make people's day. Uh, they waited a long time. I mean, the support we have is pretty special. It's pretty incredible for the fans to be able to be there the whole day, wait in line to get a signature. So when you hear that, it's obviously pretty cool. Um, I thought the signing event went as good as it could with the amount of people that showed up, says Dante DeKirie, the Regina manager of broadcast and hockey communication. Roughly 900 fans entered the arena for autographs. Uh, Connor signed about 1,500 items between 6 p.m. and 11.30 p.m. I stood there for most of the night and thought he handled it very well as he interacted with fans very politely, gracefully. I knew he would enjoy it. He's a pro. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty nuts, though, not going to lie. Uh, but Dart has five points, uh, three goals to assist. It was named the first star of the next game four days later, an 8-4 win over Moose Jaw on February 11th. It was his sixth hat trick on the season. So Connor Bedard watch is in full effect. And right now, um, because, you know, they, they're, they're, they're pretty much stinking up the joint. Uh, our current leaders in the doghouse to potentially get him sit at the Columbus Blue Jackets at 38 points. The Chicago Blackhawks at 37 points. And the Anaheim Ducks sitting at 40 points. So Connor Bedard watch is in full effect. That should be something that we're going to enjoy uh, watching as the season progresses. I'll talk about it more uh, as we get closer to the draft. We'll also talk more about um, the fun that is going to be the trade deadline as we get closer to that. Any more news or notes about that, I will drop here on the show as soon as I get them. Uh, but that's going to wrap up this week's show, guys. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me as always. If you are not already, please like, subscribe, uh, thumbs up, five star the podcast feed. You can check out any of our other work over on any of the major social medias, uh, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. Uh, there's a link tree there where you can get a link to our store uh, over at the T Public store where you can pick up shirts with hockey logos. You can pick up shirts for the Huddle Up podcast. You can pick up T-shirts for the Huddle Up Incorporated, as I so elegantly have named this operation. Um, you know, we just finished the last Tuesday live show. It was myself and Big Jim flying solo was able to uh, was able to talk about some things. So give that a listen if you haven't already. Uh, but we will have content coming out every week. Obviously, this show um, eventually and one will make a return when Ernest is back fully healthy. The pitch with Matt, he'll be uh, starting that up here in the next couple weeks where he'll talk about Major League Baseball as well as soccer, everything but La Liga because, well, fuck him. At least that's what I thought he said. I don't know. I, that's what it sounded like. I could be wrong. I may have got lost in translation. It is what it is. Um, keep checking out the stuff over on the, on the podcast feed. There will also be some shows from the Tuesday guys. Um, so until then guys, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at they call me burn until next week's show. I appreciate you guys ever so much. Hug a loved one. Tell them that you love them. Um, spread a little joy throughout the rest of the, the rest of the trip around the sun. So next week guys, stay safe. We'll talk to you soon.